Are you getting ready for the PMP exam and wondering where on earth to start? Well, don't feel alone. Go on down to pmsucceed.com. This is where we help PMs to succeed on the PMP exam. You can sign up for one-on-one coaching and mentoring, or you can sign up for an on-demand training course. It will take you through all the steps from start to finish. Go on down to pmsucceed.com. Let's get started with today's show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, wherever you are in the world. It's a pleasure to be with you here today. Thank you for coming to our PMP exam lessons learned series. One of our PMP gurus is going to be sharing with us if he was on our course in August, September, and is now a PMP, which is phenomenal. And she's going to be sharing how she did it. Before we get started with Ify's lessons learned, I'll go through a few important announcements to make. As you see on the screen, this is from our PMP exam masterclass series. You can go to projectmanagementmasterclass.com and learn more about it. My buddy Roy, you see on the screen, and I put this program together to help project managers when PMI scrambled the configuration and made it very heavily agile and hybrid. A lot of folks didn't know what to do. So early on in 2021, we started training, coaching, and mentoring folks to get certified. And so far, we've had home run after home run. Our next session is coming up. Um, It was actually meant to have been today, but we're going to stagger it for a week. So if you're keen on joining Roy and I, whether virtually or otherwise, all you need to do is go on down to our website and check out the options. You could either have one-on-one coaching You could have training on demand, or if you wanted to be part of the masterclass, all you need to do is go on down to projectmanagementmasterclass.com. We also have the PMP exam radio show. Just go on down to pmradio.org if you want to know more about this radio show, and it will help you with your PMP exam prep. So, Ify, are you here? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Woo! (laughs) Congratulations, Ify. My goodness. What a Cheers. what an interesting journey we've had. Yeah, I know. I gave I, you a hard time, didn't I? <laughs> I know, no, you didn't. I think the system held up to its reputation because I know at first it was like, seriously, I want you think I can get certified that quick? So t- tell us, how do you feel now you're certified? Um, a big relief uh off of my back because there there are there's a laundry list of things that i need to accomplish within the next (laughs) year and that was the nearest term so the sooner i got it out of my table the better for me so yeah wow Uh, (laughs) long time coming yeah so why did you want to do this i mean some people would say it's torture why put yourself through months and months of studying why do it well, um, primarily, um, it's my career path. So um, I've been in the industry, or my industry, for 16 years, of which 10, well, 11 of those years, I've played a role of somewhat of a project manager. My background is in engineering, and um, because I work for more like the client operators, we do more managing of engineering scope than we do actual engineering scope. So 
from the onset, I was introduced to the ideology of leading and managing scopes and costs and budgets and vendors, etc. And um, I realized in order to solidify my career, I needed to kind of certify myself in that amongst other things. But um, that was why I, I went that path. Absolutely. That makes that makes perfect sense, Ify. So let's talk about the exam um, leading up to the exam. You found Prazion. How did you find Prazion? Was that on social media or how? Funny enough, uh, I attempted the, I, my first time kicking off the journey of uh, project management was actually, let's see, I took the exam 2018. But in 2017, I was with BP at the time. And uh, a lot of things were happening. I was a VP. I had a baby. I was managing a turnaround. Um, so there were a lot of things occurring. And uh, that that was the moment in time I decided to look into um, getting a certification. So because I was so busy and I didn't really have plans at the time to take the exam, I would kind of buff, uh, brush myself up. So I would go onto YouTube and type in keywords, uh, project management certification, get people's um, inputs, and then you popped up. And uh, I would, uh, there were specific uh, knowledge areas that I would like to know what you covered or how you, how you taught. And risk management was one of the areas that I was most concerned about because I was, doing, I was managing a turnaround and that was one of our biggest um, issues where managing the risks around multiple projects occurring simultaneously. And uh, you covered, you basically covered the basis of risk management and how to manage multiple streams of of um, scopes at the same time. So I was intrigued by the way you taught. And when I started to study for the PMP around 2018, I went back to, because I just saved, I, I, I saved your um your video and I went back to the video and, and saw all your video clips and then started following you but although I wasn't trained by you because I was trained by the company I would go to your videos to kind of get additional information it's kind of like my drive to work um you know snacks um so that was the first time I learned of Prazion and learned of you uh fast forward when I decided to go back into it I said you know what I know Prazion let me go back to him and, and, and join this time around so Lovely. Well, I am so delighted that you found that first video and that you came along for the journey, Ify. So when you came aboard with us, we had a project management masterclass and we went through um, a lot of stuff. But at first, uh, the very first week, we started talking about Agile right off the bat. So how how did you feel after? I think I know the answer to this, but how did you feel after the first week being being dunked into Agile straight away? mix of both, uh, two types of feelings. I think I mentioned it to you. I was actually happy that PMI has uh, now, because I, I took the exam two years ago. Unfortunately, it wasn't a success story, but part in part, I didn't really plunge into preparation mode. I was working and uh, doing it on the side. And secondly, I didn't finish the exam, and I knew the implications of not finishing. And when I say not finishing, the questions were left untouched. So you can imagine how that had affected my overall score. So who knows, I could have passed it back then. However, back then it was very traditional, which is what I'm accustomed to. When you introduced Agile, I mentioned to you, I like that. I know because I naturally think Agile. So the fact that we are kind of incorporating it now, I'm looking forward to it. So it was a mix of, okay, um, I like it personally. I think I will understand the study better. But at the same time, is my industry ready? You know, Mm -hmm. 
this an ify thing or is this something I can take mm-hmm. back to the home office and, and utilize? So it mm-hmm. was a mix of both. Gotcha. So for those folks who are watching and feel, oh, well, I haven't been for any agile training or scrum training. Can I do this? The, the answer is you absolutely can. You, you heard Ify and uh, what she just said, right, Ify? I mean, they can do yeah. it even if they haven't, you know, taken a CSM training class. Yeah, I mean, it was my first uh, stab at it. I, like, again, I came from the traditional world. Um, in engineering, everything is infrastructural, so we use traditional planning. I did not know anything about Agile until the first day I, I met you in the class, uh, August 7th. So um, if I could make it through, I'm sure anyone can. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that assurance. So right here on the screen, it talks about how you studied, how many hours, how you organized the chapter. So I know for the training, we went through Agile, and then we started going a little bit into the PMBOK guide. Um, Just from your experience, I'm curious, based on perception, without thinking about it too much, being the engineer that you are, you know, we engineers, we think percentages all the time. But what percentage of the training that you received would you say was Agile versus predictive? Just got gut feel Ooh, um, i would say 85 percent. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i know that's going to shock people because they're like oh what but the funny thing yeah. is you already had a very solid traditional background and what you needed right. more and what many people need most is uh, a lot of the agile though so let's talk about when uh, when our course got done at the end of september uh at the end of, was it end of august right end of august yes and i started no, telling September. you end of august right first. End of September. I mean, not the first of September. So it was a month, August seventh to September seventh. Gotcha. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. And okay. So that means between the time we finished the class, you executed on my plan to get to just go do it in less than a month. You did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that. That is funny. Wow. Well done. So when, what date did you get certified again? I officially took exam October 9th. Now, I must say, um, so we were done September 7th, and you challenged us to use three weeks. So yeah. literally a week shy of a month to be ready and take the exam, of which I was shaking in my boots. Um, <laughs> so um, I did not uh, meet that challenge only because um, I took the uh, mock, and I did not finish in the time allocated. And I remember, remember I mentioned my last test. Yeah. Um, I did not finish and I didn't want to lose on that. So I um, gave myself another week to brush up on my timing and yes. took it the first of October. So October 9th, officially, wow. I was certified. That's brilliant. Brilliant. And so to be did. quite honest, yeah, if my challenge was very aggressive because I know if you, you know, we have student syndrome. If you give someone a month, they take two. If you give them two weeks, yes. they take a month. Typically, not everyone, but typically. So I, I, I decided to put fire under everyone to, to get certified in, in three weeks. But really, in my mind, I knew six weeks might, might be when people start getting into it. But you got into it earlier and you did it. Yes. And I was so excited to get that news. <laughs> you, did, you didn't tell me the day of the, when you were going to do it. But I knew that you were getting warmer and warmer because I, I started seeing activity on the learning system. Yeah. So how, how did yeah. you do that? Were you studying a certain number of hours every day, taking a certain number of quizzes? Walk us through what you did. Yeah, so you had uh, a few guests come on board in which I, I probed them a lot about their, their study. Uh, if you remember, I, a lot of my questions to them were their study plans. 
Um, and a lot of them are working full time. I'm at the moment not back at work because I had a baby recently. So I'm wow. I'm stretching out my maternity leave coupled with a COVID scenario. Wow. Um, that said, my goal was to take it before I go back to work just so I wouldn't fall back into old habits. And so when those um, volunteers, uh, candidates came in and spoke to their time management, they're working full time, although they didn't have kids, those that have a full time schedule at work and had dedicated time after work, say from five to possibly 11, let's just throw a number out there. That was a good six hours of study time where they put post work. I don't have after work. Uh, flexibility because the kids are back from school, but I have during work flexibility because I was not at work. So I transferred the six hours backwards and said, okay, as soon as I drop them off, I will now schedule. And you know, I think we mentioned when you work, when you study or you work, you absorb a lot of information. The first one to two hours afterwards is stress decline. So I do my mother role, pick up the kids, feed them, put them to bed. They go to bed at eight p.m. 9 p.m. worst case and I give a good one hour from 9 to 10 sometimes two hours then go to bed at 11 and that was my my study plan for three weeks actually because the last week leading up to the exam was just doing exam I'm doing tests and quizzes and mock exams wow Wow. (laughs) look I doff my hat to you I know a lot of people will be listening and wondering how do you even do that and I, I could ask the same question, but you're obviously very disciplined and you stuck stuck to the routine and you kept on just hammering away at it and success. It's not a small feat. If anyone had just has one kid, they know. You know, and then you add you add a newborn on top. Oh my goodness. So that that is huge. I, I doff my hat to you. Well done. So you were doing a combination of reading or were you watching mm-hmm. videos? You were taking quizzes for sure. Can you give us some Rough yeah. idea of how, how it looked. So um, with your learning module, the, every chapter, I kick it off with your quizzes. Mm. So I just go with before I even watch your module. The quiz kind of sets the tone in my head for absorption. And I do all the quizzes, actually. I don't just do the first quiz. I do all the quizzes. Uh, Ify, you're cutting, you're cutting out again. Um, I know it's probably the internet. It's Saturday. Everyone's at home. So it's probably making things, make, making you cut out. But I, I wanted you to know so that folks can really get what you're saying. And maybe that yeah. tide will go. So you said you went through the learning system. And what I picked mm-hmm. is you were doing all of the quizzes, not just watching videos or whizzing through just random quizzes. You were doing all of those quizzes. The quiz set the tone for what you were going to learn. And then you watched the video and you did that for the knowledge area part, right? Yes, I did it for the knowledge area part. So your knowledge area, your quizzes were was the initial action before going to reading up because the quiz will mm. will will find my problem areas so i i was studying per i was studying in accordance to the to the uh process group under Mm -hmm. initiation process two things you're doing you're developing a charter and you're identifying your stakeholders so Mm -hmm. i will go from 4.1 and then quickly run down to Mm 13.1 good fantastic so i all the activities that are involved in that initiation and then I go back to 4.2, uh, which is the integration section where you're going to develop your project management plan. 
And then in that, you have all of the connectors. You can now go on from 4.2 to 4.3. But that's how I kicked it off. It's 4.1 first. Then I went down to 13.1. And then I understood, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do in initiation. I'm not supposed mm -hmm. to identify my stakeholders, develop my charters, understand my business plan, understand my benefit management plan. So in 4.1, I would even toggle back sometimes to chapter 3 and 2 to understand all the elements in my business cases. Mm -hmm. And it has to make sense uh, why I'm doing what I'm doing. And so I, don't think I wasn't doing it sequentially. I was doing it in, in uh, practically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was practicalizing as if I was at work. That, hel that helps a whole lot. Put some context into how you really yeah. ace this exam. Let's face it. Not everyone learns in front of an instructor. Some people learn very well on their own. Others may learn by discussing the PEMBOK guide with a trainer or coach. Others may learn by watching videos. If that sounds like you in any one of those instances, you need to go on down to praiseon.com. P-R-A-I-Z-I-O-N.com. We provide solutions for all modes of learning. Go on down and see what we have in store. Let's get back into the show. So you didn't just go chapter chapter four, five, six. You were going by process group. And for those who don't know, it's page 25. What if he did was start at the top of the page, 4.1 down to 13.1, then to 4.2, then go through. But she wasn't going through robotically. She was going back to, like she said, the business case, page 30, 30, 33, looking for stuff that was relevant as she went along, which is is really how you should study so that everything comes together. So tell us, if you said, uh, from your opinion, the course was very heavy, like 85% agile, which is true. Yeah. Um, in your yeah. studying, how how would you distribute your studying? Was it was it the same proportion, or did you spend some more time in the traditional piece? No, um, not not the same proportion. So we kicked off the program agile. You you taught us agile. Mm -hmm. So I dedicated my learning from August 7th to September 7th with you on Agile. After mm -hmm. the class, I read the Agile book, I read the Scrum book. Now, where I was uh, uncertain and insecure was the traditional. There, mm -hmm. It's still not going away. So after that was done, I dedicated um, the days after September 7th, I gave myself a good two weeks and some change to brush up on the traditional. So it was easy for me to do that because once I, I've, I've applied, I applied at work, I've read it up before, even though it was two years prior. And with the agile learning, even though we're using different terminologies, the processes are almost kind of the same. And mm -hmm. it's, it kind of goes for you. So you get why you're doing things the way you're doing it. So, um, yeah, I dedicated mm -hmm. two weeks of our training to just traditional. Mm -hmm. Then back to the, um, agile, um, agile guide and did a quick can read from chapter one through six and spend a good amount of time at the back of your glossary where you have terminologies. I yeah. went there and looked at those terminologies and definitions. What's the glossary? I don't look here to reference what that um but it has definitions of terms. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 
yeah so um that's how i did it we first did agile then i went to traditional and then i went back to agile and the reason i did that is also a lot of the testimony testimonies that came through a lot of people attested to the exam being primarily agile right and so needed to kind of um give um and that's what's new to me i needed to give a little bit more attention to agile in the beginning then brush up on my traditional mm. specifically around that's the traditional part i think the part that we all need to focus on is less of the people and more of the process because agile is more people mm. um mm-hmm. you can easily grasp people people concepts better through agile learning mm-hmm. process is more of the tempo guide that's and very so good advice mm mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> very very good advice if i i like this uh information you're sharing because it's it's different from what what we hear a lot um so let's let's talk really quick about the you know the ITTOs, the elephant in the room. So the people normally freak out, oh, ITTOs. ITTOs. And, you know, I, I, I said during the training, don't worry about these ITTOs to cram them. Just understand what they are. Now that you've taken the exam, could you kind of flesh out that advice I gave and maybe give your own perspective regarding ITTOs and how to tackle them? So it's different now than before. I would give a different advice if you'd asked me two years ago. Um, you, two years ago, you had to almost cram your ITTO. <laughs> Today, don't cram it. Understand it. Understand when it's used, why it's used. Mm. Um, and that's why understanding the process more than cramming the process is key. Um, the ITTOs, I did not cram the ITTOs. I just understood what tools and techniques are required when you're developing a charter. And when you are introduced to those tools and techniques again think applicability it's mm-hmm. applicable that those meetings applicable that you have some facilitation occurring um identifying stakeholders same thing so you have to look at the applicability because i think what pmi is doing this exam was very if you go in cramming the pembuck guide <laughs> um it's not going to be successful you you have to you have to go and it has to be part of your language. Another thing I did too is in just regular communication, even at home, I, I introduced it into my language. Mm, <laughs> I love it. It's warming. Yeah, like I'll talk to my husband, like if we could go through a conflict. And I was like, I know we're going through our norming phase. <laughs> oh, he must have loved that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, he's a scrum guy. So he, okay. he was like, oh, I see you. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was like, oh, retrospectively, we should, you know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, that is, so, that is so interesting. <laughs> yeah. So tools and technique. My advice is the tools and techniques that, at least what I did, the tools and techniques that were shared or that's in the Pembuck guide are tools and techniques that are naturally used in those processes, period. If you're going to have to learn to negotiate or influence a stakeholder, the tools and techniques identified are applicable in nature. So, um, like, a stakeholder is anybody that you're trying to influence to Let's just put it this way. A stakeholder is anybody you attempt to influence to do things in the way that you recommend that also affects them if you fail. And that can go 
from your personal life to your professional life. Your husband is, is, is a stakeholder. A friend, if you guys are out and about doing something and you're trying to influence the decision of where you want to go, is a stakeholder because you're riding together. So those decisions that are made can affect the person in that very moment. So if you apply it in that way and realize, okay, in order for me to influence a direction, what do I do? And those tools and techniques are there to tell you how to do it. Mm, you know, brilliant, so, um, brilliant, good stuff. I'm speaking very general, but <laughs> no, no, you're you're dropping some knowledge and and idea bombs, Ify. I love it. This is extremely helpful and refreshing as well. Um, this is a first <laughs> for folks to take the language and you know take it home and and use it with their their stakeholders. Preparing for the exam is is really awesome, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for the knowledge areas. I know you've shared as well. You went through this, but let me ask the same question I did a few moments ago in more explicit terms. What percentage of your studying would you say was knowledge area, process group, PMBOK? Oh gosh, um, ninety percent because it's also applicable in agile too, in some way. So. It's not mutually exclusive, if I if I would if I can say that. Ninety percent. Wow. Yeah. So eighty-five percent of the class was more like the uh, agile, but for your studying, you would say you fo- you double down more on the traditional. Yes, I Nine. did on the, because agile. The the exam, at least my exam, was very much more hybrid, mm. right? And yeah, more hybrid, and maybe about ten percent of it was like um, agile specific, maybe a scrum specific approach. Mm. But it was very much hybrid. So because it's very much hybrid, you have to understand your knowledge areas. You have to understand your process. A lot of the exams, even when it was hybrid, tied back to a process. So they would mm. reference like, every quiz that you take with you. You always reference what happens in a software company or you know, a software. Yeah, a software organization. But even in the software organization, I mean, a Scrum Master is, is a process is a process guru in and of itself. There is a process you follow, and so um, and then of course you have the knowledge area that you look at. So if you're in a, then I'm trying to see how I can link it together. But um, I, I get what I get where you're going. So the bottom line is, yeah. it's even though it's hybrid it you still need because it's hybrid of course yes. you still need to understand the traditional pieces um knowing knowing scrum or agile alone is not sufficient because you could still right. be at sea if you don't tie it to right. the relevant knowledge area i get what you're saying so pretty much the agile practice guide the way it weaves things in and out from page 90 to 95 is very knowledge area specific but it opens up to how you tackle it in with an agile mind so it kind of hybridizes it yeah, and, and I want to add on to that, that okay, for me, um, something crazy happened during the exam. My old habits kicked in initially. You get into the exam, you try to calm your nerves, nerves, and in doing so, this is for me, I would work, start to kick off working slow. So, and I even said I was going to take a break. I'm like, before, I never took breaks, and I got exhausted. Halfway through, I just got tired and gave up. But I took my first break um when I got in and in my first break, I completed uh, 60 questions and took a 10 minute break. And by the time I came back, I realized I had 120, 180 minutes left 
and I have 180 questions left. So you do the math, I'm already behind. Mm. Um, and I didn't realize that until I got back, even when I got back and, and, and continued, I didn't realize until I had gone 20 questions in. Now, one thing I did do in my practice is when I was trying to get my timing together, I looked for ways to take the exam where I wouldn't lag. And uh, notice I'm using the word lag. <laughs> <laughs> I saw okay. that. Okay. Um, yeah, I wouldn't lag. Um, and um, what I did is when you understand your knowledge area and you're going through a question statement, which could be a paragraph in itself, sometimes going down to the options A through D, then working back up to what is the question. So if you go to the options A through D, you can decipher, okay, we're in stakeholder management right here looking at the options A through D. And in stakeholder management, you definitely don't do this and you don't do this and you don't do that. So you could narrow it down to two possible answers or even three possible answers. Then you look at the question and it's asking you, then when you look at the question, you can now cross out additionals. And then if you don't get it from the question, then you can go up one statement. Don't go to, oh, don't go to the beginning where it says, oh, you're in a software company. That's mm-hmm. distracting. Yeah. Uh, kind of go backwards. So for me, the knowledge area allowed me weed out the the options that were not applicable to that knowledge area. Mm, gotcha. And that's why I said knowledge area. I don't know if it works, but I hope it works. <laughs> that is that is a very helpful perspective. So there's no there's no cutting out the knowledge areas. Because some people <laughs> seem to think that you can do away with it and just go full on scrum and agile and and pass the exam, but I think they'll be in for a shock because they they would not do as well as they they could have. So this is very right. helpful. Let's jump into the exam, Ify, and I, I want to encourage those listening, our friends on YouTube, our friends here in Zoom, uh, feel free to start asking questions for our PMP exam guru. So if you tell us what percentage of your exam would you say was I, I think I, I kind of inferred it from earlier, but um, you give us a kind of rough number for which percentage was agile and hybrid. Hybrid, um, hybrid is eighty-five to ninety percent for my exam, mm. and agile was the balance. It's agile and hybrid. So I, agile and I think, hybrid about eighty-five ninety. About, yes, and about two percent was traditional. Wow, dear. Then anyone (laughs) Yeah, that's 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 uh, that's a chunk. Wow. Yeah. So you came you got into the exam. Did you take it at home or in a test center? No, I went to a test center. Okay. So when you got in and you saw the first question, of course we're keeping everything secret, you know, but you saw the first question, whatever it was, did you feel confident like oh this is a piece of cake or did did it kind of stop you i wasn't confident (laughs) (laughs) i i actually yeah i i i honestly um i wasn't on my table like yeah i got this i got this i was that way when i was walking to the exam center but (laughs) (laughs) i think it's a psychological thing i i um and that was where i had to calm my my nerves um i said ooh okay and then i had to put myself in the setting again so part of calming my, ner- my nerves is okay take your time um take, look at the applicability and i, I use knowledge areas again to 
to say, okay, what am I doing right now? Mm-hmm. Am, I am I identifying stakeholders? What am I doing at this point in time? Um, am I managing communications? What am I doing? You know, and that was the way I led into, okay, let me look at the options. And then I started finding my rhythm. But no, going in, the first question, boom, in my face, I was mentally thrown aback and had to bring myself back um, into into the zone. And I think it happens whenever you come to a new job, a new role, whatever the case may be. As soon as you get hired on, you come and you meet your team and introductions pass and they give you all of the files and folders. It's always a boom in your face. And you're like, okay, what am I doing? Mm. Or what have we done? You know, what have they done? Ask those questions. Okay, what have you guys done yet? Okay, great. Oh, what do you want me to do? Okay, okay, go. That kind of thing. And then you start to get your rhythm. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for that. I'm writing down my notes. So it's, it's what am I doing? What have you, what have you done? And to be able to know how to put it in context, knowledge areas to, and the, the Pembok guide lingo does help um, to really, to really pin it down. That's very helpful. So average of how many questions an hour did three hours, 50 minutes where you answering like, well, let's just go by the break. So the first break came up Were you good to go with 60 or were you lagging or leaving? I was, I was lagging. First mm-hmm. half is three halves. They break it into three halves, and then you can opt to take a break or not. So first half, I thought I was, but I realized I was actually lagging. It took my time, and by the time I finished 60 questions out of 180 questions, I literally had 100, and I think it was 120, 120 minutes left to do 180 more what's this, many questions, 180 questions. Yeah, 120 more questions. Um, that you may think, okay, a minute for each question, but that really depends. I wasn't really yeah. going at the pace of minute per question. I was wow. actually going two minutes or so per question. So wow. I continued the second half with that same speed and realized that I was actually spending two minutes or so oh my gosh. Um, per question. And that was when I had to switch my approach mid, mid, uh, answer saying, you know what? Okay. How about I get through the second half? This is three halves, right? I mean, three portions. Let me get through the second half, which will land me at 120 questions, right? And mm. do it by looking at the options, identifying the knowledge area we're dealing with, identify are we going more agile? Because you look at the options, you can also, and then the questions, you can also determine if this is a more, uh, uh, some of, there are some questions, there are some great questions that's just direct, iterative, <laughs> predictive, you don't have to go through that. So, But it's few and far between. For me, it was few and far between. It wasn't a lot of them. But when you had most of them, you do have to identify, okay, what are we doing? And some they will say it's agile, but most times they will not tell you it's agile. You have to decipher if it's agile. <laughs> you have to determine that on your own. So yeah. you got to determine that to know your answer. Crossed out. I used a lot of crossing out. I crossed out a lot of what's not applicable and what could be applicable. Worked back to the question and then picked my best answer, like you said, the best mm. answer wow. uh, to the <laughs> knowledge area and and uh, that project cycle approach. Mm-hmm. And then crossed my fingers and hoped that it was right. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a quick pop quiz. The project charter is an output of which process? Three, two, one. 
The answer is develop project charter. Question 2. Issue log is an output of which process? 3, 2, 1. The answer is direct and manage project work. Three more to go. The resource management plan is an output of which process? Three, two, one. The answer is plan resource management. Final report is an output of which process? Three, two, one. The answer is close project or phase. Finally, change log is an output of which process? Three, two, one. The answer is perform integrated change control. If what I asked you sounds like Greek, it means you need to open up the PEMBOK guide and read it a little bit more because as you've heard from our expert on the exam, you will get hybridized questions. The more you know the 49 processes and their intricacies, the better you'll be able to handle questions of a predictive and even in some instances, a hybrid nature. So don't forget, read the PEMBOK guide knowledge areas to understanding. Don't read them robotically, but understand what you're doing and have an idea what you get out. Let's jump back into the session. So, so Ify, let's go back in time to our mock exam. You took our people, process, business, uh, little quizzes of 30, 30, 35, whatever it was. And then you also took right. the behemoths, the 180. Would you say right. that our questions were, were easier than the real exam or was the real exam uh, easier? Which one? Oh, no, it was definitely not easier. Um, your questions. Oh, my gosh. Let's see. Your questions catered to the module. And I think they're the same, mm. but they're different here. So I would say it's about the same. The exam could be slightly easier, but it was about the same. I would that's say the exam know. is slightly easier, but it was about the same. Yeah. That's, that's good to know that we're on track. That's good. So you've talked about the pacing. You took all your breaks. Did you take any snacks there? Did you kind of chill or no, just... No water and a pee break um mm. it was just to get and i took eight minutes out of ten minutes but there was only that one break after that when i realized i was lagging i literally um did not um uh, did not take any other breaks because i didn't have the luxury mm-hmm. so when the exam ended did you have any time left on the clock or was it all expended oh yeah oh yeah um it was ma- it was magical i would say as i realized how far behind i was let me just tell you it was 48 minutes left. I had wow. 80 questions left to go. How, how many left to go? 80. What? Uh, 48 minutes left? Yes. Wow. So you you picked up the pace manically. How on earth did you do I, that? That means you were doing go. like 40 minutes, 40 seconds a question? I literally, at that last half, I literally uh-huh. selected all of my answers, not because of my time management, not because of anything, but I literally selected all my my answers by process of elimination. I'm not good at mm. guessing. Um, 
So I, I took all my answers. The process of uh, So I would look at the answers and I would say, okay, we are in this knowledge area and you don't do this in this knowledge area. You don't do this knowledge area. So it was, at least from my standpoint, the options that PMI presented, it wasn't like two years ago where it could be confusing because if the questions two years ago, they would say what process mm-hmm. or what group or what tool. And so it may be the same knowledge area, but it's just a tool versus a process. This is not the way, this is completely um, uh, applicability, case scenario. So the key is know which knowledge area you're in. And in the answers, they did not give anything confusing. Um, It was basically, if that answer is the knowledge area, that's the right answer. If it's not in the knowledge area, it won't, if the other answers are not in that knowledge area at all. So a question that was in the stakeholder management knowledge area, they would throw in other options that was in communication management knowledge mm. area. So just, okay, it's communication management. Rule out. It's stakeholder. And I didn't know, I was, I didn't even know what the questions were. Mm. Um, and I, so, so I would say wow. I wasn't sure. Um, I wasn't sure that I was going to pass it because of that last half, but mm-hmm. that, that saved me. I was actually very surprised that I was above target on all areas. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> you followed the process, and that's what I said from the get-go. Follow the process, and you know, I, I I don't know whether you thought this guy's a bit crazy. He just says follow the process. Is that for real? But you did, and I, I really appreciate you listening and just doing everything that you advised to do, taking. There are a lot of folks who, who didn't do as much work as you did and they passed, but you did a lot of the stuff on the LMS and uh, yeah. look at, look at the result. It's just phenomenal. And you showed up, you were very serious with class attendance. There's some students who are not as serious with class attendance and they find themselves having more work to do on the back end. But I think we loaded up pretty well in the class. So I like what you just said about use the process of elimination. That is a, a really profound piece of advice because a lot of times people are so focused on the question that they miss mm-hmm. the, the technique of using the process of elimination, which helped yeah. you to cut down yeah. your, your time and, and to end up getting all above targets uh, at the end. So that's that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Thanks to you. I, I think I bothered you a lot because there were when I was going through the quizzes, I, I know I, I, I sent you a lot of emails and I was like, oh, this has to be right. And that is good. I loved the engagement, Ify, because all of our friends here, and I'm not going to call you out, but I haven't heard from some of you in a while. I would love to. If you are stuck or if you feel, I uh, don't really know about this, there are many folks on the call who have reached out to me with quite similar questions, and that's the way to do it. you got a trainer and coach who's willing to help, ready to help, don't don't just drown alone trying to unravel everything alone. Now, if you one of the things that we talked about was the content outline, you remember we went through people process business and there were videos about it. How important do you think the PMP exam content outline is uh, for the exam? Very important. Very, very, very important. That was my guiding tool to even determine my readiness. Um, I, I was pretty strong with the people. And with the business only because, um, like I said, agile really, really strengthens your people people skill because it's really about people. So once you get the concept of agile principles, then you will get people. Any question associated with people, you are leading with that, with those principles, and you're able to even do a process of elimination. Business, you have to think, think strategically, organizationally. Um, of course, it's just 8% of the question of the testing, but that got me well. But when it came to processes is where you now have to brush up on your 
process groups and your knowledge areas because it's about the process that you would apply should you be presented with a case. So um, going through this process, going through, and in Agile, another reason why you have to understand Agile and hybrid is their terminologies. Uh, I know when I hadn't gone through my Agile, I would use English language process of elimination. So if you if you probe a term that I was unfamiliar with, I was like, what does it sound like in English language? And then I would just kind of guess my way through the process, which was good in practice, but I didn't want to go into the exam thinking that way. So you've got to understand your terminologies because the exam is going to be in agile language than it would be in traditional language. So um, like, you know, when you talk about the TDDs and the um, XPs, mm-hmm. it's going to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, language. Um, hybrid and predictive, that comes with the process. Once you get, once you've learned or honed down on your people and your process, hybrid and predictive is already embedded in there. You don't have to, it doesn't require anything additional. So that's my. Good stuff. Good stuff. I am learning. I'm telling you because (laughs) a lot of folks think I do the lessons learned just for students. No, I do it for both students and me because each experience is different. And the more lessons learned I can learn, <laughs> the better a trainer I'm going to be. And, uh, and that's really why I'm lapping this up like a student just jotting down notes. And I, I really appreciate it. Now, let me ask you this. Reflections and additional advice. What would you tell your colleagues? Let's say you have any peers who are looking to do this. They say hindsight is twenty twenty. Is there anything you would do differently? Or what would you advise them to do if, if they are looking to take the exam? Oh, and one more that's not here. You've got friends. Mm-hmm. On the call, I want to give a shout out to some of your classmates who are here, uh, Carlos oh. and Latonya. They were in the class with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I was the last person to take the exam. No one else has. Guys, go take it. You're ready. You got it, ready. He was right. He was right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to unmute because I'm sure Latonya has got something to say. And uh, Carlos, you want to give a shout out to your classmate? Go ahead. Yeah. Oh. Congratulations! That's amazing. Thank That's, you. Uh, I am so so happy to hear that. This is this is Thank awesome. You. Yeah, I was I was I was all kind of my mind was all set to go by September, but I had to change my plans because of um, I have some go lives that I well you know that I just yeah I had to change my my plans because of work, but um, so now I have to get back on the on on here so in a couple of weeks i'm hoping to get that done but congratulations thank you thank you guys (laughs) congratulations this is latonya congratulations i am so proud of you you did it (laughs) and you didn't take any time (laughs) thank you latonya (laughs) yes you didn't take you beat me to the punch bowl but i just want to let you know that my my exam has been scheduled i will not share the date with anyone the only person know is phil he is the only person in this whole wild world other than the uh the proctors they're the only ones who know when my test is scheduled so i'm just going to say it's coming up soon and um thanks for your advice i did listen to what you said um, thanks a lot. Once again, congratulations. Thank you, Thank you guys. We all did it. It's, 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 my my advice too is, again, I'm just taking learnings from the last time. This is my second go around. And my takeaway from then is I was working um, and I, I have a buddy who, who failed to then. He's in my industry as well. And I remember before I signed up with this program, I said, dude, 
he had just gotten laid off and had a nice little package. And it's like, oh my God, give yourself a good one month. Let's do this together. Because once we get back to work, it's just really hard. Um, work takes precedence. It's really hard to commit. And um, I just know that if I had rolled back to work before I took the exam, I would have possibly another storyline to tell. And I just, I got tired of my storyline. So I guess my advice is, and I took Phil's advice when I was concerned about children, childcare, COVID, and the whole shebang. I just said, you know what, forget about it. I'm just going to hire a nanny. I'm going to dedicate. I had to plan it out. I talked to my husband. We put aside a budget. We structured how much her hourly rates would be and the hours she would give. And we knew that by one month, we can max this budget. So we have to make sure that we have her hired during that period and we commit to it because I have to be done by then and nothing more. So um, yeah, time management is our biggest challenge when it comes to this PMP exam taking and prep. And uh, mm. other than that, if we didn't have time as a problem, I think anybody who practices the PM can ace it in my opinion. It's not really that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, uh, our friends, Latanya, Carlos for coming on. Thank you very much for uh, Lizette, who is on uh, YouTube, and says uh, thank you to you, Ify, for all the tips. We also okay. have Cameron here. Cameron said he joined late. But Cameron has a question. How much emphasis did you place on mock exams? A lot of emphasis on mock exams. That is your measure. That's your yardstick. Um, Phil's mock exam was my yardstick. Um, I took it twice, by the way. Um, the first, and again, I use it to measure my knowledge and measure my timing. Um, it was, I think I scored 80. 80 was what I got at Phil's mock going into the exam, by the way. I didn't score a 90 or anything. I got like he suggested. So there was also that little nerve, okay, am I really ready? But I didn't want to press it too much. Mock exams are your yardstick do the mocks, understand. There's a guy that came on, I forgot his name, Phil, that you invited. And he said one of the things that he took away whenever he took an exam is he looked at the things he got and the things mm. he didn't get. And he, because sometimes you, you think you think you failed an answer, you actually got it right and then you don't go back and look at it because you got it right. So I took that note and every test quiz I did, I would look at the ones that were correct and look, yeah, okay, I was thinking the right way. Or it justified my thinking, which which adds confidence. And the ones I got wrong, oh my gosh, I omitted that. Oh, it's my fault. And, and that was what I did. Mm, brilliant. Thank you, Ify. This is, like I said, been very helpful to students. It's helping me as well. Now, one of the things that students often say is, how do I know I'm ready? So at what point did you say, this is it? Showtime can begin. Um. Applicability, like uh, this is the way I learn. Everyone is different. Uh, I am generally very poor at cramming. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons I was even nervous to start off with. Um, mm-hmm. So one way I determine my readiness in anything is when I can I can answer a question if you change the narrative various ways because I understand the concept. So that was another reason why when I was studying, I didn't go four to five to six to seven. I mean, you can do that if you have time. If you have luxury of time, you can go four, five, six, all the way 13. That's a good scan read and then come back and review her process group, you know? So now you've you've ran through the whole book, scan reading sequentially, and now you come back to do a review 
review it again, you're in initiation stage and you're going to be doing product development, project charter, and identifying uh, uh, stakeholder management. So you look at those together and look at the ITTOs associated with it. And then you go into the next, the next group, what you're doing on the planning. So um, once you get it, once you get it, everything else is child play because when you're in the exam, once you understand what knowledge area you're in, which process group you're in, you can make sense of the question and the answers, regardless of how it's framed. So that is the, the that's, I, I think is the best way to develop your confidence of res- readiness is, is being able to even tell that story. If you can love narrate it. that to somebody else, then you're good. You are if, so pragmatic in your approach. I love it. I love it. Thank you. If a quick sharing. question for you. Yeah. What, what, what make you um, decide whether to take the exam at home or in your case, you decided to go into the, um, uh, to take it, I guess, to, in, in the place where you, you take the exam. Um, I'm trying, I mean, for my I sense, I think I'm thinking weekend because that's the only time that I can do it. It would yeah. have to be home. Um, is that something well, that you took into account or? Yes, yes, I did. Quite frankly, I even bought um, uh, my, my um, there is a little, my our closet is pretty big. So during my study times when I'm at home, uh, we, my husband and I converted the shoe shelves in our closet to a little uh, a wall desk. And um, this is just for me. Um, I tried studying in the office. I tried studying in one room, but um, kids' noise, echo, room, someone cooking. It's, there were a lot of uh, various distractions that didn't really make me focus as I should. But when I found a four-by-four four corner um, where the air is controlled, there's no visual, no windows to look at, and, and you can easily be subdued, I saw myself a bit more focused. That's just me. Everybody's different because I had a colleague at work who would do best when she's drinking a glass of wine. Hey, everyone to each his own. Uh-huh. So um, <laughs> if you know your rhythm, then you create a space in your room with that rhythm. Outside of the room, when I would go to the library, there was a library I found. Uh, and again, it's just, you have to find a space where it was like uh, the man built Europe in his, in his compound and it was open to the public as a theological library. So dead, quiet, pin drop. And I would go in there to the theological library and there were these little corners um, that you can go into and study. So I guess based on that experience, I said, okay, I can take it at home in my closet, but uh, there's still the outside distraction. So I I had bought all the kits required to take it at home. But over time, last week, actually, I decided against it because um, one thing makes me puck up, Um, room temperature, cooler air keeps me more alert than warmer air. Everyone is different, whatever works for you. In those centers, cool air, it's cooler there because they have computers, unlike your home where it's controlled. So I thought, you know what, maybe I need to be in a center where it's a pin drop like a library, everybody's kind of focused on that versus in my house where I could hear the kids screaming downstairs. Um, Whether it's a Saturday or if I did it during the week, the internet could lag and that could affect my connection and it can be a distraction. So yes, I, I battled with that choice for the last week and I went forward to just go to the center and do it in center and return everything I purchased to have it at home. That's <laughs> interesting. It's a great piece of advice. 
Does that does that help, Carlos? Answer the question. Give you some. Yeah, I, I I've been struggling with that because I'm thinking. I mean, really, for me, it's only the weekend that I have the time to take the exam. But mm -hmm. I didn't know if if that's an option on on the site. It's itself. I took it on Saturday, so it's an option. Mm -hmm. Only. And hi, Carlos. I'm I'm new to the team. I'm I'm just I'm, I'm follow uh, Phil's channel and just give you some advice from some other people that I heard they took the exam on, on their houses. The, mm -hmm. Some of them, uh, there was a, a person, I, I am based in Mexico, and there was a girl that she was in Mexico City and she was taking, she scheduled the, the exam, she had it, and she had a power outage. Ooh. Or you can have an internet loss connection, so there's a risk, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's, I, I also prefer to take it on a, on a sender. That's what I, I would like to achieve. Thank that's you, my Angelis. suggestion, yeah. Thank, thank you, you for sharing that and thank you for coming and thank you for following the channel. And I, I saw that you were on, on the YouTube first and you joined us here. Yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw it later, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And you shared a question. Um, we'll just go into your question really quick. You, uh, you said that regarding the acronyms, so Ify, this is for you. Regarding the acronyms, does the PMI and the PMP exam give you the acronym meaning, for example, SVCV and so on? They spell it out. They don't use acronyms. Yeah. Oh, great. Thank that's, you. Yeah, that's yeah, good, yeah, good yeah. to know. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So thank you for that advice. And honestly, I think taking the exam, where you take it, the location, it's everything. Location is everything. Some folks will do well taking it at home. They rehearse. It's amazing how you could have three siblings in the same house and one can <laughs> study with, with noise and the other one, you just put a tiny little bit of audio on from hysteria and they go in berserk they can't study and and i experienced mm -hmm. that with my kids and i'm sure for us as individuals we see that sometimes we can study where there's noise and, and other times we can't and for some people it's just one bit of noise and i know that it's going to take me double time and and i'm kind of like that on a lot of occasions so i take noise cancellation headphones with me especially when i go on yeah. a plane and i need to work so you got to know who you are and how you work and based on that, make the decision. But don't shuck from going to the test center. I tell people, if you take it in the test center, you're putting the risk. Hello, PMP exam yeah. students, risk management, right? Remember the <laughs> seller? When you, when you put the, all the risk, right, on the seller, you don't have to own any of the risk of taking it at home. If you take it at home, like like Angela said, the poor lady in, in Mexico City, you, you, you hear all of those stories all the time. People taking the exam, power cut or the internet lags, or some kid burst into the room, and the exam is discontinued. So you, yes. you really need to be sure if you're taking it at home, you also need to have the fortitude to, to bear the unfortunate or unpleasant news of a cancellation. Because if, if your proctor says, I can't see you anymore, there's, you, there's yes. nothing you can do. You got no control over that. So just be aware, you got to be courageous if you're taking it at home. Those who take it at home for $550 exam, 350 minutes, I doff my hat to you. You're courageous. And I know a lot of people take it at home, but we're all different in our risk tolerance. Hey, do you see what I threw in there? Risk tolerance, <laughs> our risk appetite. We're yeah. all different. Language. <laughs> Language. And I want to add, um, Carlos, uh, I know when I was reading instructions, take it at home. Yes, I needed a noise cancellation headset. Oh, my God. So I have one, all right, and I thought I could use it, and I I think it, it said you can't. 
Mm-hmm. I was not sure if you have someone speaking in the headsets to you. <laughs> yes. So, um, but if you take it to the center, obviously it's provided, they, they'll give that to you. And that was great for me too. Mm. So just FYI, there's some things that you will be given a center that you're not allowed to have at home because there's no one there to inspect it. Like even inspect your glasses when you go to the center, make sure you don't have any cameras in there. So um, just FYI, you know, you won't have that luxury in your home. Mm. They give you paper, Ify? Scratch paper? Yeah, they'll give you they'll give you scratch paper. They'll give you the marker. Um, so they'll give you they'll give you that. I don't think you're allowed because I know I, again I was ready. If I had taken it the end of September, I would have taken it at home because I was ready to take it at home. And mm-hmm. I went through all the requirements. And then there I was like, okay, there anything could happen. I also was planning to take it. If I was going to take it at home, to take it like in the wee hours at night, like maybe nine o'clock. Because the internet is is uh, faster when everyone is asleep versus in the daytime everyone's working from home, it gets overloaded. That's your your carrier. That is not even if not just your house, but your your carrier provides internet service to people in public, and they oftentimes aren't working at nine o'clock at night or ten o'clock at night. So you are most assured you won't have a lag or drop off during that period. But if you take it during work hours, then there's a chance that it could get shut down. They're working on a, on a fiber optics outside and it shuts down. And now you have to make a case to PMP for that. So yeah. I was also entertaining those factors. And it seems it would be complicated. Even my household, if I lived alone, maybe different. If I lived in my own little condo and things were assured, everybody's situation is different, but gauge it. And then if it seems like it's a lot that you have to take into consideration, then take the simple route, like you said, transfer that risk to mm-hmm. PMP and go to the center and that's that yeah. absolutely now some people say oh like the mask is hideous did you have to wear a mask all throughout i mean yes you do but when you get to your chair um you're it's like a it's like a cube box and clothes you can drop your mask down if you want to at your chair and do so you have to do it in that box so you get when you come out now you mask up so um yeah zoom went goofy but i kind of got what you said iffy so when you get to your own little cubicle you can take the mask off and then you put it back on when you're leaving to go out to a, a more condensed yeah. area okay got it got it this is very helpful information and i'm hoping that it's helping our friends on the call uh, make sense of the process and put themselves into it because they may not have thought about it. We got a question from, I believe, Umbe K. I was wondering if your application is approved. How long do you have in time to pay f- and sit for the exam? So I believe it's still one year. If he, did they give you that? Hey, now you're approved. You got one year to take the exam. Yeah, they gave an expiration date. I, I mean, I I paid for it. Um, and yeah, it's one year. It's one year because it was till 2022 gotcha. from the moment in time you get approved and pay for it. And you can pay for your exam ahead of time. All that's left is just to schedule and take it within that one year. So I, mm-hmm. when I applied, I paid for the exam way ahead of time. So all it required me is just to schedule it and take it whenever you want to. Good stuff. I've got a question, Ify. This thing here, the Project Management Audio Digest, we sent all of you folks from the Masterclass, the MP3. Did you did you use that to study to kind of refresh yourself along the way? Yeah, I had it on my phone. So when I go to the brochures, again, I, this has become part of my life. I dedicate 
one month doesn't change to speak PMP. So yes, it's on my phone. It will be in my car. I play it just to refresh. And I think it's stuck in my head. It's stuck <laughs> in my head, you know? <laughs> that is good to know. I'm glad you used it because you've got to use everything that you've got. You've already covered the knowledge areas. Which knowledge area was your favorite, if any? Stakeholder. Lovely. <laughs> Stakeholder, uh, because it's, it's what I do most. So mm-hmm. uh, my favorite is what natural for me and the challenges are what, what I haven't actually practiced um, often, but I don't practice often. Gotcha. Another question people ask is, do I need to learn page 25? Do I, so I know the exam is not a rote exam, but when you got towards the end of studying, I believe you've already shared how knowing the, the knowledge area you were in was useful. So what, what did you do, if anything, with page 25 and the 49 processes? Did you know all of them sufficiently well? Yeah. Yeah, I know my processes. My, again, it was important for me, since it's 50% of the question, to understand the process. So, mm-hmm. yes, I, I knew my processes sufficiently. So. Good, good. Know your good processes. Stuff. Know your processes. Good stuff. All right. I want to ask our friends on the call if they have any additional questions. Please feel free to ask. This is your session. It's for you. We're at the tail end. We got some FAQs here. Did you read the PMBOK guide? I know you have gone through the PMBOK guide in the past, but in this last month, um, it seems like you focused a lot on the LMS. You didn't robotically go through page by page by page. You kind of used our learning system. I read the PMBOK guide. I read the PEMPA guide. FYI, even though I didn't go through each item slowly, I read through chapters one to 13 of the PEMPA guide. I read the PEMPA guide. Wow. Um, well I scanned read, and then I went back and scanned review. The Agile practice guide, I ran through it, and I went back and re-reviewed twice. So Lovely. each of them was scanned, reads, reviewed back. And you can do it. I literally went through Agile practice guide in a day Ooh. and reviewed in two days. Just FYI. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember I was telling folks, look, yeah. just pick the thing up, speed read it, do it, whatever you do, don't go in without look taking a good look at yeah. it. And you did. And the scrum guide too. The scrum oh, guide. Wow. Do not go to the exam without reading through Pembuck, Scrum, and Agile. Do not wow. go into the exam. Wow. And it's not hard. Pembuck guide, I finished the Pembuck guide in a week. Wow. I use I use Phil's thing. You can pick a chapter uh, or two to cover. And when you go through it, it's not that, you know, once you know the tools and techniques are repeated in some in some uh areas. So once you know it in one area, you're going through, okay, yeah, meetings, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh <laughs> you're going to decision making, uh multi multi-criteria decision making. So you don't have to reread it again. You can scan through as you go through, but you can read the PEMBOK guide. I would say ideally in a week, worst case scenario, two weeks. You literally can be ready in a month. Mm. We have read through the PEMBOK guide, have read through the Agile practice guide and the Scrum guide. They're not too much. It's not too much. It's not, um, I promise you, I promise you, you can. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can get through it. We got another great question here for you, Ify, and that question is from uh, Learning Kids. Learning Kids, our friend on YouTube, is asking, 
sixth or seventh? <laughs> sixth or seventh? That's okay. a brilliant question. Thank you for asking that, Letting Kids, because I wanted to bring that up and it just escaped me. So I appreciate the prompt. So Ify, mm-hmm. you know, in, in our training, we only touched on the, the 12 principles at a very high mm-hmm. level. Would mm-hmm. you say that r- not reading the seventh hurt you in any way? Of course it didn't, because you got three ATs, right? But but yeah. what is your perspective now that you're done? People that say, oh, the seventh can hurt you if you don't read it. The seventh is again, oh, that's the Agile Practice Guide? No, you, you it's... The, the, the seventh edition, you know, the new Pembok guy that just came oh, out? Oh, forget about the seventh edition. <laughs> I was worried, but he knows I was. He knows I was. Um, I don't know what's in the seventh edition. I, to be honest with you, I even challenged Phil. And I even went to YouTube to get yeah. other other uh-huh. people's opinion, other trainers' opinion of the seventh guide. And there were there were excerpts where were saying, oh, seventh guide has about 20% of it. So here's my takeaway. Know the process area, know the knowledge area, and understand agile, understand scrum, and you're set. You're good to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyway. what will happen here. You know, again, they constantly change exams, but with what I took. I was worried about that. He knows I was heavily worried about it. I know and you fact, were. <laughs> but um, no, uh, knowing my, that's why you have to read the template guide, knowing my template guide and understanding my agile and understanding my scrum, you're good to go. Absolutely. Thank you for the answer, Ify. And we, we have already conducted seventh edition training for people who wanted to learn the seventh edition for, you know, pragmatism in the workplace and so on. And maybe some of them are in a C, C um, level position with project management. So we already did that. But as far as um, doing that for your PMP, there's absolutely no need for you to do that right now. Like if he said things will change, but it's going to be a gradual, you know, increment and it's definitely not now. So don't bother yourself going to read the seventh just watch the couple of videos I have out there on YouTube about seventh edition for PMPs. It's really more about the mindset thing more than anything else. We got a great question in here from our friend Mbe K as well. And how many questions did you have that related to formulas or agile specifically? So oh. I think you've already answered the agile one, but the formula one you haven't. Formulas, don't waste your time. Um, the only <laughs> formulas that came up there was the CVs and SVs, which you already know. You understand CVs and SVs naturally. You can look at an answer and then determine where you are. And when they look at, when it's not like they ask you to calculate it. Or you can, they'll, they'll tell you if you're a, if you're under budget or above budget, you know, that's all. CVs, SVs, and nothing CVs, else. SVs. I didn't get mm. BAC question, but that's me. Every question is different. I didn't get True. that. True. <laughs> Everyone is different, but I hope that yeah. uh, gives our friends some uh, confidence. So any other questions yeah. from our friends on YouTube? What about our friends here? I want to give a shout out to our friends here who did uh, come to to uh, celebrate with us, a celebration as well. Angelus, thank you. Uh, Carlos, Eric, Latonya. Ah, Michelle. Yeah. Thank you. Michelle is my friend. Uh, good to have you here, Valerie and Virginia. All of you, thank you for joining us. Do you have any questions or concerns uh, that you would like Ify to answer specifically for you or that you would like me to answer for you? Yeah, I, I have a question. I, I joined a little late, so I didn't know if, if this was already answered. But just to recap, what, when I was hearing you, uh, Ify, yeah, it's uh, what was your study material? So you go to the PM Book 6 guide edition, the Agile yeah. Practice Guide. 
and, and I saw that also Phil was showing you an audio, a guy, I, I just would like to see what, what was your study material. So my study material was the PEMBUC guide, 6th edition, Agile practice guide, Scrum guide, and then Phil's uh, materials are provided once you sign up with him. So he has this LMS module where you can download audio digests. You can have okay. it on your phone, you can play it. And of course, his module on the computer where you can do the quizzes and do the mocks. You need All to right. do a mock. Don't go in without doing a mock. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Did you take also any, like, uh, there's some tests that you can do some testing. So you, uh, there is some like a simulators, right? Did you yes. also take uh, some simulators? Yes, I would suggest you guys could try. PMI has a simulator. It actually gives you PDUs. Um, so mm -hmm. I did get that and it's pretty good to have. It's $99, but in my opinion, I think it's nice to have. There's two things you're getting. You're getting some real life questions, how it's phrased sometimes. And then also you're getting your PDUs, which we need now once we become certified. So um, it's online. You go to PMI.org. It's called a practice exam. It's about 300 questions. Um, you can do it. I do it when I'm in the kitchen cooking. I'll just, you know, mm -hmm. answer some questions. Um, so that's also good to have. It's optional. I don't think it's like a do or die, but it's also something that you can have because it's from PMI. It's nothing, nothing. Yeah. Common. It's not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not harmful. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I totally subscribe to if you get anything from PMI, that's okay. But there's a lot of free stuff out there that is a little bit questionable because you don't know the source. I always tell people, don't just go to a bottomless pit where you don't know who put the question together. Go exactly. to where you know the source. And, and for that reason, you know, on the screen here, I know some folks maybe find it hard to channel their efforts. Just go on down to pmsucceed.com. Uh, there's one-on-one -on -one coaching if you need it. There's on-demand. So if he did a live course with me where everything was covered live from beginning to end, we went through Agile, Manifesto Values, uh, the Principles, uh, Scrum, Kanban. We did everything, right? But we did it live. And on the screen here, you can see we've got one coming up. It's actually coming up next week. So if you go on down to projectmanagementmasterclass.com, you can sign up for that. But if you want to do on-demand self-study, um, go on down to pmsucceed.com. You can sign up for the on-demand version. And all of those modules that Ify has been referring to for each module, which is a uh, pretty much a process in the PMBOK guide, there's five questions per uh, process. So she had a ton uh, of content when she came on this course with us. And if you're struggling, I would advise just going down to pmsucceed, uh, sign up, or go on down to projectmanagementmasterclass.com. Um, and sign up. You, you'll be in good hands. My buddy Roy and I, we've been doing this for eons, right? We've got a lot of experience between us and uh, we'll, we'll get you to your goal, okay? All thank right, you. any other thank questions? You, thank you, thank you, Phil. <laughs> You're welcome. Any other questions or concerns or comments or friends on uh, YouTube? Any questions? Go in once. Go in twice. Go in thrice. All right. Ify, you are the PMP guru for the day and forever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. And go celebrate. You, you've, it was a bumpy road, but you got there, you know, bumpy because life throws stuff at you, but you navigated it really well. A shout out to your husband and your family. Celebrate with you folks. Just enjoy your PMP. And if you've got any questions along the way, don't hesitate to jump back in. And uh, let's connect on LinkedIn. I couldn't find you on LinkedIn. Let's connect on oh, LinkedIn. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, Ifoma. Ifoma is over. I don't know if you know my full name, but uh Okay, I will look. And congratulations look again. Congratulations. Thank you. Celebrate. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. I have to check out babysitters waiting. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Ify. All Take right. Care. Have a great Talk weekend, to you guys. soon. Right. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Talk to you soon.